Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pachardavius and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Marios Hachikiriagos. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Marios, it will be a busy week with three central bank meetings and a slew of crucial data. Let's begin over in the U.S. where we'll get retail sales data for May on Tuesday ahead of the Fed meeting on Wednesday. Inflation in America keeps accelerating, but the Fed has been saying that it's not yet time to start the tapering process. Do you think we'll hear anything different from policymakers this week? And how is the dollar faring these days? Hello, Maria. Well, I don't think we're going to hear anything different, no. Um, So how has the dollar been faring? Quiet is the short answer, and it has really been pinned down lately. And that's the result of of real rates in America sinking to near record lows. Uh, Why is that? It has to do with the interplay between inflation and Fed policy, right? Normally, when inflation fires up and goes to 5%, like we have now, the markets start thinking, yeah, so the central bank is probably going to raise interest rates to keep inflation under control. That usually benefits the currency. However, that hasn't played out this time because the Fed is telling us, you know, all of this inflation is transitory. It has to do with supply chains being hit because of the pandemic. It's going to fade soon. So we are not really going to react to it. We're going to to keep our cheap money policies in place for a while longer. Now, the effect of that is that it pushes down on real yields that diminishes the dollar's interest rate advantage. And as a result, we are seeing the dollar uh, being quite sluggish lately. The other part of this story has been the euro. You have a reopening momentum in Europe as as vaccinations go into effect and as the economy reopens properly, that momentum is reflected in the economic data and it's supporting the euro as a result. So we are seeing an elevated euro dollar. I don't think the Fed changes this narrative uh, next week. So American inflation, it's accelerating, consumption is doing very well, but the labor market is not quite there. It still has some ways to go before it recovers, uh, before it goes back to pre-pandemic levels. And I think that that's making the Fed hesitant uh, to take its foot of the accelerator. So I don't think they're going to have a discussion about an exit plan at this stage. And therefore, I think that euro dollar might remain elevated over the summer as the European reopening continues, as the Fed remains patient. However, I think that all of that flips around in around September, in the autumn. And that is you know, the, by then, the jobs market in America will have recovered a good chunk thanks to these monster spending packages we've been seeing. And the Fed might be forced to start the discussion around tapering, while at the same time, the European reopening momentum starts to fade. So ultimately, I think that the Fed will raise interest rates again way earlier than the ECB will. And therefore, I think that the longer term risks around euro dollar are tilted to the downside. Great. Okay, moving over to Japan. Given that the Japanese economy is still struggling with deflation and slow growth, are we likely to see any changes in policy when the Bank of Japan concludes its meeting on Friday? And what about the Swiss National Bank? Do you think it will make any policy changes when it wraps up its meeting on Thursday? 
I doubt we'll see anything from either of these central banks. So Japan and Switzerland are very similar cases. Both have been battling deflation for a very long time. Both have very sluggish growth uh, lately. And you know, I, I think that we are looking at an environment where both of these currencies are going to struggle quite substantially. Let's start with the yen. So the Bank of Japan will not be normalizing uh, monetary policy anytime soon. It's uh, Japan is still in deflation. Growth is relatively weak. Vaccinations have been uh, somewhat slow. So unlike several other uh, central banks, you know, like the Bank of England, Bank of Canada, Reserve Bank of New Zealand, all of those, maybe the Fed soon, all of those are moving towards the direction of higher interest rates. They are trying to prepare the markets for that. The Bank of Japan will not do that. It will probably be among the last uh, to raise interest rates like, again, if it ever does. Now, that's bad news for the yen because we are looking at an environment where foreign interest rates might start rising, but Japanese interest rates stay at the bottom. That interest rate differential widens, and that's really bad news for the yen. It makes the yen less attractive. It's a, it's a very similar story for Switzerland. So I think the Swiss National Bank is going to do nothing next week. It's going to reiterate that it will continue to intervene in the FX market to weaken the franc. And overall, I'm negative on the franc for the reasons I just described about the yen. But also, you know, it's incredibly difficult to be positive on the currency because not only you have the interest rate differentials widening against it, but only do you have fading, fading safe haven demand as the global economy recovers. But if you are bullish on the franc, you will also have to fight the central bank at every step of the way. So I think it's an, an incredibly uh, difficult environment for the franc. Marios, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.